We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Welcome back to Veterans Minimum. Uh, everyone is here. Yay, Impy, yay! Impy's here. Boss is here. Tim's here. <laughs> you know how we do. Tim's got some energy. Yeah, uh, we out here. Tim's Giants. got Tim's got the dress shirt on this time. Why'd you have to do that right off the bat? Giants, Giants blow. I'm, I'm basking in the glow of the Giants blow. Bro, it's we great. should be worried about no, the Jets. No, yes. I'm, I'm worried about the Giants because you know what? The Giants fans like to... Put, Put it in my face when the Jets have bad drafts and that we've been bad. Suck a fat one, Giants when fans. When have you had a bad draft? Hold on, hold on. Suck it. Calm down, Tim, because we usually do bad like now after. You know what I'm saying? That's true. We usually do bad second round and forward. We don't have a second round. Pick yo, the fuck I was that watching up. that draft and I was like, yo, if Bosa falls, I'm no. going to lose my anus. Yeah, I mean, for sure, 100%. But that's an anus loser. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, so we're talking about the draft today. Draft is yesterday. Uh, Kyler Murray goes first. I owe Tim 100 bucks. Yeah, yay! Yeah. <laughs> Woo! Already got that spent up. You know what I'm saying? Paying your phone bill. Getting the new... Actually, Joe... Telephone Joe is the reason why... Uh, the, is the reason for the sneakers I wear right now. Ooh, already. Already. Oh, wow. Count, he counted his chips. Can I, I tell you... Can I tell you... Uh, are you really... I don't have it. Uh, <laughs> are I got you like really it to me right now? I do, I do have a $100 bill I can give you. Let me... Let me uh, you got a $100 bill. Put your hands up. Hey... Uh, oh, the chicken heads! <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, oh, damn, what was I going to say now? I don't know. I said, so you high, brought me your back. Shoes, your shoes. Yo, you brought me back Be to, quiet. The, to, the, to the club days, man. I had flashbacks. Hell yeah, big ass t shirts. What's up? Yeah. <laughs> Royce, what about your shoes? Oh, my shoes. That was the story. Shoes. So, my shoes that I wear, my sneakers <laughs> that I wear every day, Joe gave them to me because he was getting rid of them. They didn't fit him. So, like, I, I'm, the I'm not wearing shoes, them. The now. rock shoes. The rock shoes. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah. I still tell the story about how these. These are actually shoes from Dwayne Johnson. Everyone's like, "Oh, really?" And then I tell them the story. It's a it's a good conversation. <laughs> they actually story. are. Yeah, yeah, they are. And so, and now he's gonna be the reason why I have my next pair of shoes. Probably the Rock shoes again. So you know, you should call up your, your friend Dwayne and say like, "Yo, I hope you know." 
My friend Dwayne. <laughs> you, should just, you should just wait to see what company Kyler signs with and then buy a pair of those. Oh, and they just or that would be, that would or be just smart. buy a Kyler Murray jersey. Ooh. Damn, that would be a spiteful. That would buy be a jersey. But nah. <laughs> uh, or get yourself a nice Quentin Williams jersey. One I could do that. I could do I that. I will say I'm I, I'm happy to get, well, I'm not happy about it, but I, I am like willing to give you that hundred dollars and, and and like you know own up to the bet just because I think what a what an, an immense amount of pressure on a coach and player like yeah. it, this new coach comes in and all sounds like yo by the way you guys drafted one last year that's great taking another one something I do like though he stuck to his guns because if you go back to that interview that famous interview that they showed last night it was, yeah. it was in November when we were still coaching tech. He's like, yeah, you know, he's a great quarterback. I'd probably take him number one if I had the chance. What are the fucking odds, by the way, that that happened? Ironically, he had the chance, and he stuck to his word. And that's his guy. It's just crazy. Like they said, they've been trying to recruit him since high school. Well, he has. Yeah. Didn't, you know, chose the, I think he went to, oh, Texas A&M. Yeah. Then he went to Juco and then Oklahoma, I think, or maybe straight to Oklahoma. But anyway, just. Kept spurning Clingsbury. Now he can no longer avoid him. I feel like lost amongst all this talk about Kyle, um, Kyler Murray. It all it really eventually you couldn't say the word Kyler Murray without saying Josh Rosen in the same sentence. And I think a lot of what he did in college got lost in there. I just want to say a couple things. Kyler Murray averaged seven yards a carry throughout his entire college career. Two years starting, right? Jesus. <clears throat> just to give you a, uh, an idea. Not a good thing. Michael Vick didn't do that. Carry. Lamar Jackson didn't do that. Vince Young didn't do that. RG3 didn't do that. In fact, none of them ever did that for an entire season. Vince Young was the only one to do it one time. He had 7.4 yards of carry in his freshman year. That's it. The rest of these guys who are considered the best running quarterbacks ever, they didn't do what he did. And his ability to make plays is like phenomenal like next level shit he should call up russell wilson and thank him for being another 510 quarterback because yeah, if russell wilson doesn't come into the league and be and is not successful he's not drafted first i would also work out with russell wilson Facts. as much as possible right yeah, yeah for sure right because that's going to be the guy you're gonna have to model your game after yeah. and you, you know, know what's I, crazy though like you did compare i like the comparison but at the end of the day russ was a third round pick coming in with zero pressure whereas kyler murray is the number one pick coming in with a ton of pressure, but I think the reason Russ was a third round pick is because of the height, right? If Kyler Ka- Murray, because if, of the if height, the, if there's no Russ, Kyler Murray probably would have gone in the third round, and if that's the case, he may not even have got drafted. He probably would have played baseball. That's what I'm saying. It's true. like it's kind of like a domino effect, right? It's yeah. like Russell Wilson kind of started it all. It's true. You know what I'm saying? And th- in that draft, I, the scattering reports were all: if Russell Wilson was six two, he'd be the number one pick in this draft. Yeah, like over and over and over and over again, yeah. just waiting for someone to take a chance and. The, you know, maybe Kyler Murray could teach him some pipe moves, like teach him a little bit how to like uh, get in the bedroom. Yeah, Yo, you're so obsessed with this. Why are you still harping on this video? Why are you trying to video? sun my guy Russ? I'm trying to sun him all the time, bro. He'll fuck the shit out of you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fully confident, bro. I fuck with Russ so hard. I got a, I got a big butt. Hey, <clears throat> hey yo, all maybe right. He likes that. Hey. Sierra, big butt. Come on, son. Uh, not awesome though. I seen the music video. <laughs> you know, uh, but anyway, yeah. Uh, Kyler Murray went one to the Cardinals. Uh, good luck. A lot of pressure there. Uh, two, Nick Bosa. Nicky B. I mean, this Bosa. one just made sense. San Fran. Yeah, this one made this one made complete sense. Uh, everything that the the 49ers have been working towards makes sense for this one. They um, they have some players that are playing out of position. All those players can go back to where they're supposed to be, and Nick Bosa can is it, basically if he stays healthy. Everyone says that he is Joey Bosa. So yeah. Better. Not, no, better. And maybe even better. Yeah. So 
it's it's it, it's I mean a no brainer really. So I I'll listen, biologically this is such a lock. Yeah. Because if you were watching yesterday, then you would have saw what exactly what I saw. His brother, Joey, beast, first round, went third. His uncle, first round draft pick in the NFL. His dad, first round draft pick in the NFL. A bunch of first round not are you not all like professional athletes. Right. You're all first round draft Yo, like, picks. They're going Gronkowski brothers, all NFL players. One of them's Not like a fullback. first round talent. Yeah, like, like one of them's like insane. a fullback, this and that, like whatever. These guys nah, are just yeah. savages. Even his mom Over is the top. big. Yeah, his, his mom big was hands. almost as big as his fucking yeah. dad. I think he only played like three, four games in college last year. Well, he got hurt. He got hurt. No, yeah. Shut it down. He's the like, yeah, I'm not coming back. That's how you know he's a stud. He's good enough. Yeah, he had no intent on coming three, back. Three, four games. That top five, top How good was he? He only played three games. He had four sacks in those three games, by the way. But he only played three games and he skipped his pro day. Like he didn't. He just ran in the combine. Yeah. He skipped. He's like, and he's good enough to be the number two pick. Yeah. Yo, him and D Ford, who they picked up in free agency. <clears throat> it's good. Really getting after the quarterback now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's that's some shit right there. Third and long. Watch yeah. out. They struggled with getting to the quarterback. They struggled with picking the ball off last year. So good pass rush. Nick Bolster will help that. Who's right. the the, the defensive lineman that they that they drafted a few years ago? Solomon, Solomon. Thomas. Sol- he's been playing on the inside. He can move back to the outside where he's more comfortable. Yeah. It's 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 good for everyone. Oh god! So I had like. Is that your stomach or your oh, neck? No, it was oh, like was a. That? It was like a. I don't know what the hell it was. It um, was. It and was. And then third, we have Quinn and Williams. The boy. Q. Bama boy. The boy. I'm with it. Q. I don't know about this, man. Honestly, like, look. God. The dude. Jets might have gotten the best player in the draft, but we need pass rushing pressure. He is. He, he brings is. that up the middle. Bro, think but that's it. so much rarer than an edge like player. Nah, think about how all the best teams now bring the pressure up the middle. That's one team. One team does that, the Rams, because they're the only team that can. Nah. One team does that. Wow. One player ever has done that. Aaron Donald, that, at the proficiency that he does. Like, it's so rare that you do that. And if you're going for pressure up the middle, then Ed Oliver is the answer. And I thought I he don't was. Know. I don't know. I'm, I'm super happy. I don't they, know. Man. A lot of people like Ed Oliver. I was projecting him to be outside because of his size. My worry was Quinn and Williams having only one stud season. But you got to remember at Alabama, Bro, that's a lot but, of guys though. Like yeah. Kyler Murray, yeah, one stud season, but he played behind Baker Mayfield, who was the number one overall pick last year. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So like, that's just the nature of college. You're gonna play behind guys as a freshman. So I, just, I don't. I don't really take that into consideration. But I like Quinn and Williams, bro. That dude was. Good player, don't get me wrong. Good player. Great I'm happy player. to have him. Good story and good story too. Is it the best fit though? Good story. Is the question. Good story. Three hundred pounds runs a forty-eight. What? Yeah, that's crazy. yeah. The the that's fastest crazy. forty for anyone over three hundred pounds ever. Wow. That's the for that's NFL. the most insane yeah. thing I've ever heard. He has heard braces. He looks like a giant baby. Yeah. Like yeah, he, he does legit look looks like a giant baby. Yeah, I does. love the way he talks to. Like, yeah, man, you know, Bo, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like straight from the yeah, south. He's a Bama boy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. really good yeah. story. Like, it's like me and Leonard Williams, we boys. You know what I'm saying? Them boys gonna make some noise next year. You know what I'm saying? The Williams brothers. But Ooh. I also like the Quinn Williams pick Tim because if you look at the way things are set up, like I think this lets Leonard Williams walk next year, mm. or, or if you don't want to pay him the big bucks. It also puts pressure on him now too. Right, and he's got to perform now because this is it. Like, you know, you have a guy next to you who's an A1 talent like yourself. Like, you didn't really have that because Mo Wilkerson left as soon as you really got your shit going. Sheldon Richardson was gone when you got your shit going. Snacks. You haven't really had anything. Snacks was gone. And you have Henry Anderson, who had a great year. Great year. But he's no Quentin Williams. So, we'll see now what Leonard Williams is really made of, too. So, I like to pick 
I'm excited. From on a lot of fronts. We'll sure. see because, look, they're going to run a 3-4 this year. Greg Williams is usually a 4-3 guy, but he said he's going to run a 3-4. Yeah. And usually that 3-4 pressure comes from the outsides. So they're going to have to create pressure in the B gaps, which is going to be in between the guards and the tackles. Exactly. So it's it, it's a lot harder to create a pressure, pressure within those B gaps than it is to create pressure on the outside with edge guys. And it's just been so long since the Jets could bring organic pressure. And what I mean by that is like not blitzing. Right, they could just bring organic rushing seven pressure. That I just wish they would have went for a pass rusher in a in a league in a, in a draft that was has a plethora of pass rushers, including Josh Allen and Ed Oliver. Josh Allen, particularly the guy that I really wanted, like really really bad. Yeah, I would like Josh, Josh Allen, but I'm okay with I the pick. Been, I would have been fine. With Yo, him. you're solid. You're really solid at the middle this year with Leonard Williams, True. Quentin Williams, C.J. Mosley, and Avery Williamson right behind them, and then you have. Jamal Adams and Marcus May. Yeah. Maybe not solid on the outside. I guess see how Jermaine Johnson responds to that injury. Yeah, Because he was not him. good in the first year of his monster contract. Perry Nickerson's going to have a bigger role. Yes. Brian Poole. It, it, uh, but uh, up the middle, it's great. I'm okay with it. I'm cool with it. That's my reaction to that. Bro, optimism. Come on. Nah, I'm forever, I'm forever not optimistic. Of course. Uh, four. We got Farrell from uh, Clayland. Clemson. Farrell. Clayland. This was the big head scratcher of the first round, right? What do you think? I mean, the problem is like, I understand you took him at what four. You could have probably had him with that middle pick that they had. That's the issue. It's not about taking the guy. It's fine if you like the guy, and I'm sure we'll talk about this a little bit later. Cough, cough, Giants. But it's just like you could have had this guy later on. Why did you take him at four? They I must mean, see something that no one sees. I'm cool with it. I like the pick actually because they were god awful at getting after the quarterback. Right? They traded Cleo Mack and. After that, they were a league worse than sacks. I know that. So they needed, and and it could have been Josh Allen, sure. But if you like someone, you prefer someone. Honestly, are we surprised that John Gruden and Dave Gettleman made the most surprising picks of day one? Because I'm not. So I, I think it's a good – I don't mind the pick. They need to get after the quarterback, and it's a start. He's, he's the traditional 4-3 defensive end on the outside. Right. So that's why they took him. And but, he's a pass rusher. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so. – uh, I'm cool with it. Also, they're trying to establish a culture there. They made it very clear on the phone with the guy, Mike Mack, was like, we're picking you because of your leadership and not necessarily because you're the most talented right. dude on the on the court, on the, he, the field. Pretty sure he has military parents. Which he is has like a big two thing. military parents. Right, yeah. right. And his right. brother, I think, went in the military too. So he, a natural-born leader, that's what they wanted. It makes a lot of sense. You could see the three guys that they picked were all high-character guys, Yeah. Um, including Josh Jacobs, the running back from Alabama who used to live in his car. Uh, so it's interesting to see that hit them and the Giants, you say, are the two most surprising. And those are the two people that were kind of drafting for character rather than talent, which is interesting. Yeah. We'll see. We will see. Uh, all right. Then at five, the Bucks took Devin White from LSU. Nice pick. I like the pick. You got to replace Quan Alexander, who yep. left you. Yeah. Big one. And, uh, you know, he can get after the quarterback, too. So it's a nice sub. Yeah. Todd Bowles In a sense One your, for one Yeah it's good your, your boy's the new Defensive coordinator Over there in Tampa Bay So he'll fit in real well uh, Todd Bowles Todd not, Bowles Solid coordinator Before you slander him He was But not <laughs> Before you slander him No no He was a good coach Just not Not a great his, leader Stay in right. his lane Yeah stay in your lane You know what I'm saying But like I uh, Stay in your lane I like I think this is a home <laughs> run pick Like this is a guy That can go Sideline to sideline He also has five sacks Every year So he could create pressure From that uh, linebacker position, which is always a, a plus. So 
yeah, home run pick by the by the Bron- by the Buccaneers here, who could have easily fell into a trap of getting like a big wide receiver or a big uh, tight end or a big uh, running back, and they didn't. Uh, speaking of traps, uh, at six here we have here we go. The kid, we the have boy. the Giants. <clears throat> we have the Giants taking Daniel Jones. All right, so Joe, oh, you got to tell us. You got to tell us. All right, yo, my my, my biggest this. concern with this pick is like I I really 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 truly believe he would have been there at. 17. Yeah, mm. that's the issue. Like, and without question, I think. Because like Haskins went 15, right? So, yeah. He was supposed to be the second best quarterback. Like, did so they think that Washington was like, dude, like, we're taking Daniel Yo, Jones. Washington the, got their guy and they didn't even have to move up for him. So, yeah, yeah I definitely think Daniel Jones could have been there. So. Only explanation is they heard rumblings that a team was going to trade up ahead of them and take him. That's the only logical explanation for or taking Or Miami him maybe liked him? I don't know. Dude, I, I just don't know. I, it's hard. It's hard to. Uh, I don't know. Like I, Maybe I didn't. I didn't. I didn't see a whole lot of Daniel Jones. Like I don't watch a lot of Duke football. But like I went back out of my way to watch some some of his shit after they took him, and I I did see some of his shit. But like I wasn't like whatever. He's not terrible. Like he's a very safe quarterback, and it reminds me of Eli in a way. He like looks like him out there because he's not going to do anything spectacular. He's not doing like whatever, uh, like crazy athletic plays on the run or whatever. Like. He's a game manager kind of guy, and and his numbers weren't all that in college because no. Duke sucked. Yeah, there was a lot of dropped passes, and he's good. Like and he he's was a moving good... a lot, like their old line. It's Duke. Yeah. you're not getting. He's this. also a mobile guy. Like he could run and shit too, mm-hmm. right? Not like he's you know not like stiff back there, but he could move. He's not terrible. Is he the sixth overall pick and successor to fucking? Eli Manning, I don't know. It's, well, he it's, has to be. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, so did fucking, what's his name? That moron who we drafted last year. And then Davis Webb. Senior. Those two guys, they were all supposed to be. Not first-round picks. Well, or yeah, you know what Second I mean. round, I think, or third? So after this, I, I I didn't take the Daniel Jones rumor seriously. So I didn't really look into Daniel Jones as much as maybe I should have. So after yesterday, I was like, all right, time to do some homework on Daniel Jones. First of all, I want you to know that out of all the prospects in the league, he played. he faced the most pressure. So he had the worst offensive line. So that's one thing. Um, but there is this. His career completion percentage is under 60% in, in, in college. 59.9%. Right, but that's not going to cut it. No. But he, Joe mentioned drop passes, they're, but, yo, bad, bad Their supporting. team is very bad. Yeah. Their team is very bad. He didn't have a whole lot to work with, and there were a lot of like drop passes as far as yeah. that goes. Like when you, when you look up Daniel Jones and you start to do like your research on him, like that's one of the things that pops up, that like he's put the ball on, on, in places and people just can't catch the ball because they go to Duke. The funniest thing about them drafting him last night is like they're talking about yeah. the fa- they're talking about the families, right? Like you hear you, you you go from like Nick Bosa, like oh his fam- his whole family was first round picks in the NFL draft, and then you go Daniel Jones, yeah, family full of athletes. His sister plays field hockey. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what does that do for his arm? With all due respect to field hockey Great and his sister, like, uh, no yeah. disrespect, but come on. He was a zero star recruit coming out. Zero that was another recruit. one. Great high school basketball player. I like, will say this. about his football capability. I will say this. What I think Dave Gettleman is doing, and now it's starting to make sense with the Sterling Shepard signing and the Golden Tate signing, is that one thing about uh, Dan Jones that I've noticed is that he likes to get the ball quick. He's more comfortable doing that. He can throw the ball downfield, but he couldn't do it in college because, again, their team wasn't that good. Didn't yeah. really have the pressure. And he was getting pressure. But he could get the rid of the ball, and he's not going to turn the ball over and like do whatever. I'm assuming when he gets to the league and he has professional players to throw to. And then when you have Saquon Barkley, who could catch it out of the backfield, you have Golden Tate, and you have Sterling Shepard, you can run an offense with 
similar to the Patriots in a way, yeah. just not as successful, where you can just two-step drop, get that shit out, three-step yeah. drop, whatever, you know? Like quick passes, West Coast offense type yeah. of shit. They're, so maybe that's what they're thinking for the future is we want this guy, get guys underneath. We don't need to pay OBJ. Like, I mean, we, I, mean, I would have used them in yeah. this. Would have been nice, but... Kind of, but there's also the, the the situation where like he has 52 career touchdowns in three years as a starter. Dwayne Haskins had 50 last year. Yeah, right. Against way better competition. Against, too. Uh, speaking about way better competition, when he played the SEC, which is his conf- the ACC, excuse me, which is his conference, seven and 17 with a 57 percent completion percentage against the top competition. Hmm. This is not someone that again. And Dave Gettleman was really, really like focused on. We're not gonna. Focus on position. We're going to take the best player in the draft that's available. Yeah. Daniel Jones, the sixth best player in this draft? No. According There's, to ESPN, he's 59. Yeah. No, he's not. But, I mean, <laughs> you've heard, I heard 70 today I'm from like Pro Football Focus or someone. Yeah. Pro Football Focus gave him a third-round grade. Yeah, so, 70 would be right. Two things. One, this guy obviously got drafted because of the ties to the Manning family. That's David, one thing. The, the David Cutcliffe connection, which, is his, which was his college coach. He's like a quarterback whisperer or whatever. So that's obviously one of the signs. And then... What's interesting is Eli Manning is not going to do the Mike Francesa show. You saw that? Yeah, I saw that too. Eli Manning weekly spot. He, he you know, for years and years, Eli's done a show uh, like a weekly spot Monday with, with Francesa. This year, he's not committing to it, but just because he doesn't know if he's going to be the quarterback the entire season. So, I, you know, obviously it will be probably towards the end of the season, but you know, don't be surprised if if Daniel Jones gets some reps. It begs the question. How much did the Mannings play a role in this entire process, and is that appropriate at all? No. I mean, I think it's. I don't think there's anything wrong with leaning on one of your trusted advisors as a player. Like, I, I don't think there's anything. But wrong. But what is he? Have to, what does a player have to do with anything? It's the it's the organization's. Yeah, call. but Eli's pretty much one of the heads of the organization at this point. Not literally, but figuratively. You know what I'm saying? It's like I don't know. Yeah. I agree with you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, I agree with you on that. Yeah. Um, like he's a prominent figure. I'm sure they take his word. Yeah, he trains with that dude every day. Yeah. Not every day, but like in the off season, they yeah. do their work down there yeah. at Duke. He sees him. I just want to go on the record and say I'm not trying to say this dude's gonna. This dude is good. I will say he's not terrible. I don't think it's like, like it's not like we drafted a third round draft pick at six. I just think he would have been there at 17. I didn't think there was a whole lot of competition for that. Yeah. I would have rather have, fucking Josh Allen, or yeah. just somebody, somebody else. But uh, you know. Looking at it, I think that's what they're what what Gettleman's thinking is that you can have these two guys, Golden Tate and fucking uh, Sterling Shepard, and then have a quarterback that isn't going to make a whole lot of mistakes and try to build around that. Because yeah. if those three guys can do their thing, and oh, Evan Ingram too. Yeah. Um, Evan Ingram. This is very similar to. I mean, you know, with the. Never mind. I'm not even going to say this is similar to the Patriots, but it's like you have smaller wide receivers that you're throwing to, and, and a serviceable tight end that could make catches. Uh, and then just build on your defense, but I, I, don't, I you know, that's the yeah. only thing I could even possibly think of. But on that note, I have to, I have to actually leave, yeah. and it's not because of <laughs> Daniel Jones and the Giants. I promise you. <laughs> sure, I'm, I'm, I'm sure it is. It. Thank it is. you so much, guys. It's been if you take it away, please. I got you. Um, all right, seventh pick, Jacksonville Jaguars. Josh Allen, Ed Rusher, Tim's boy. Maybe that's my guy. The out quickest of, pick of the draft, like out of Kentucky. The Jacks are like, yo, for real. Yeah. Alright, we're 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 off the clock in like two minutes. Here you go. Our pick is in. They probably didn't think he would be there. Maybe of they not. did. No Maybe. way. Nah. Nah, they didn't think you that. probably no spe- you speculatively think Josh Allen should go to Oakland. Yeah. Right? Even the Jets, right? Or maybe the Jets. There's a ton of teams like you just think he's off the board because he's 
like you said, he was probably highly graded. He should have yeah. probably been a top five pick. But especially because the, the Raiders the draft, the Raiders took his position. Like the Raiders, they took the position. I think he's more of a three-four outside linebacker guy, where um, Clendon is more of a four-three hand in the dirt right defensive lineman. That's kind of the logic for the Raiders pick. They wanted the four-three traditional guy under Paul Gunther, the defensive coordinator, rather than the edge guy. That's that has to be the logic, right? Yeah, I think it's perfect for the Jags. Let Dante Fowler go. You traded him. Yeah, his his little replacement. Yeah. Um, he yeah. he was super productive. He, Josh yeah. Allen was so productive. Seventeen or yeah. eighteen sacks last yeah. year. Uh, he's also one of those guys who has all the tools in his toolbox, except the spin move. Uh, there's been a lot of like memes on the internet about how bad his spin move is, <laughs> but besides that, he's got all the tools in the toolbox. He's fucking fast as as hell, and I would have loved the Jets to have him. He's like the prototypical edge rusher. I really love this pick for the Jaguars, which is just like it's just the Jaguars being the Jaguars. They have a formula and they're not they're not getting away from it. Like people were were talking about the tight end going there, Hawkinson. People were talking about um, maybe a wide receiver going there, like Hollywood Brown. Nah, they they build their team on defense. They're going to continue to build their team on defense. And here's another defender. Yeah. Right, I like it too. He's going to have, I think, a really good chance too because they have Clayus Campbell there and Ngakwe. Yeah, yeah. two guys that garner a ton of attention. And so he's Campbell's gonna, not getting any younger. Right. Yeah, turns 33 this year. Right, yeah. but yeah. It's, it's still he's still garners a ton of attention. And right. It's going to give Allen his chances from day one, right off the edge. Um, Lions. Speaking of T.J. Hawkinson, tight end goes to uh, the Lions with the eighth pick. Uh, too soon? Too late? I Not for Hawkinson. I mean, this is one of those things. It, we're, on Monday, we're going to have an episode where we're talking about, um, particularly what we're talking about is, would you say no to a contract uh, if you were drafted by a team? And I think this is a great example of this is exactly what I would do if I was TJ Hawkinson. The Lions have a big history of fucking up tight ends. Uh, the last tight end they, they got was Eric Ebron. Eric Ebron was an absolute bust, and all of a sudden scored 10 touchdowns the only year he wasn't there. My guy. Um, yeah, your guy. <laughs> right. So you go from one place to another, and it's such a big difference. And the Lions have consistently, consistently, consistently fucked up tight ends. So if I'm a tight end going there, I'm not thrilled at all. I'm, I don't want to be there. But then again, you know, if Hawkinson's the next Gronk, then maybe it shouldn't matter. Also, yeah, different coaching regimes too. So, yeah, right. you know, times have changed since Ebron has been there and failed, whereas now you have Patricia and his staff. So it's kind of like a clean bill, True, I'd say. And Hawkinson, the first offensive playmaker off the board, which is, aside from quarterback. But yeah, no, yeah. Skill player. Like, yeah, yeah, off the board. So they need one since Ebron left. Not that they had a need for him beforehand, but – It'll be a nice little piece for Stafford, I think. Safety blanket for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. What I love about him is he's obviously an above average. Well, he he's a great receiver, great hands, but also an above average blocker. Right, too. he can be out there every down exactly. and not be a liability. Exactly. So you're gonna yeah, yeah. you're gonna get the most out of him. Back. It's not like you have to bring in different tight ends for different packages. He's a you know we talk about three down backs. He's a three down tight end. It sounds stupid, but it's the truth. No, nah, yeah. Um, um, just for you fantasy players out there, uh, if you listen to Brodo, cheap plug BrotoFantasy.com, um, you'll know that. Rookie tight ends don't produce, so do not draft him. Everyone's going to want to draft him. Everyone's going to say he's a sleeper. I promise you, don't draft him. Mm. Heard it here first. Heard don't it here first. Him. That's right. Early. Uh, day Bo- after draft day. Boss's boy, 
goes nine to the Bills. Ed Oliver. I do like Ed Oliver a lot. I'm um, pissed we have to see him now twice a year, every year. Coleman, undersized defensive tackle. Yeah. Super strong. And what he had the, he had like off-the-field issues with his team, right? That's why he kind of <laughs> slipped. Yeah, I was him. telling you about yeah, that. Yeah, with, with the, his coach. With, with the, the jacket. jacket. Yeah, yeah. Did you ever look that up? No, I didn't. Oh, it's hilarious. Like, he, yeah, he was not playing because he was hurt. And then he was like, yo, I'm going to just take it easy because I got the draft or whatever. And Houston wasn't doing any damage. So, But, yeah, he had some issues with the coach and – you know, off the field yeah. kind but of things, character. Maybe he's super talented. Question, but he yeah, was gonna go in the he top was a beast whenever yeah. he was out there. And he was maybe played out of position because he's so undersized, but yeah. he was used up the middle. Yep. Whereas in the NFL, I think he could be used off the end. He's got some speed to him too, but I like the pick personally. I, like they said yesterday on the show, it was kind of like a Kyle Williams who's been a legend there for so long. He just retired. Kyle Williams replacement. So, yeah, yeah I think it's a great A pick for the Buffalo Bills. And we talked about this, too, on Monday. I've never seen someone so eager to be a Buffalo Bill, which is yeah. a pleasant surprise for the – not a surprise, but, like, it's it's warm to the fans to know that, yo, someone got drafted wants here and there. really wants to be here from day one. So I think that's cool going forward for that for him and for the Bills. Speaking of the Buffalo Bills, m- mad random, Josh Allen was taken with the seventh overall pick for the second straight year. That's weird. All right, so that's a Buffalo Bills connection. But for Ed Oliver, um, I think that he presents a diamond in the rough, possibly, right? Because you saw what type of disruption Aaron Donald can have on a game when he gets pressure from up the middle. That's something that's so rare these days. You don't see pressure from up the middle. The D tackles are not the sack men. It's the edge guys, right, as I just explained. Ed Oliver is in a different situation. He can get that pressure from up the middle because of his size and because of his strength. He can hang against the run in the middle, and where he excels is getting that pressure from up the middle on the quarterback. Right? He can get through that a gap. He can get he instead of he can, he can even move over and get through that b gap. He could take on two guys. So I think it's um, a situation where if he's used correctly in Buffalo, he could be a real difference maker. But if not, he could just fall by the wayside and be one of those guys who just is wasted talent. This is this is going to be one of those. Um, really really like unique situations because he's such a unique player i right. hate yeah i hate to use a cliche but if all of the off the field stuff stays off the field and this is a super cliche he'll be a day one plug and play starter yeah yep. i that but, that's like pills. buffalo has failed not necessarily on the line but like Shaq Lawson was highly touted first round pick yeah and reggie raglan was a second round pick early who they used marcel darius they traded away he had off the field issues a ton of them but they have, they've had, like, defensive studs who they use early draft picks on who haven't panned out. Yeah, facts. So it's also interesting to monitor that situation. Can Ed Oliver, like, buck that trend? Pittsburgh trades up for the 10th pick with Denver. Take Devin Bush. Probably the fastest linebacker in the draft. If I had to – fast, probably the fastest inside linebacker in the draft. I don't know if he's the fastest edge guy, but he's lightning quick, three-down guy, um, and shades of Shazier, right? Yeah, the air. The, the air could not agree more. Like this is the perfect pick for them. Yes. He's like a Shazier replacement. Like yep. Shazier, what made him stand out was because he could, he can go from side to side. Good in the pa- oh. good in the pass game. Good in the run game. Yep. Kind of that overall. And they traded up to get him, which is so unsteeler like. But they knew exactly what was going on. The Bengals were all ready to pick him from the reports I heard, and they s- swooped in front of them. Good. So the Steelers again making the Bengals their bitch. Say, that's even bigger have, division foe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, as they have been doing for a while. Um. So. They go out and get that pass. I mean that uh that linebacker that they need. Kudos. There's only one thing though. What the fuck was my man wearing? 
Oh, it looked like he had the the Yo. the the, uh, the injury. It looked like he had sling. the sleeve, the sling. Yo, yeah. and he had the hair. He had the just the ponytail in the back with the with like the nineteen eighties uh, mm-hmm. crop top, and then he had like a suit where the jacket was half a jacket. Like my guy, my guy. Fashion statement. A little, a little too much, fit. my guy. Listen, if he's good terrible in the NFL, fit. it don't matter what he wears. That's true. But true. God, God, come on, bro. No. You got to got to get with your program here. Yo, but not for nothing. It gets people talking about him more. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, he's yeah, everyone's Instagram of, shit. We're talking about him because of his fit. Like that's just that's great, bro. No pub is bad pub. That's for sure. Especially when you're field, a top though, ten pick on the field, though. Fantastic for sure. Uh, Jonah Williams. We mentioned the the Bengals were interested in, in in Devin Bush. He goes ten, so they go offensive lineman, safe pick, uh, offensive tackle. Jonah Williams out of Alabama, six five, three hundred and two pounds. Um, Alabama State. I'm not mistaken. No, no, Alabama. Okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, look, they spent money on the offensive line and free agency, um, but it's always good to kind of build from you know the ground up, as I like to say. Right. Build from within. And they did last year. It took Billy Price out of Penn yep. State, I believe. Yep. So they're yeah, kind of just building along their line. They think that he'll be playing a tackle. Yeah. So he can play probably all over the all, right, all right. over the offensive line. But they're just building it since Whitworth left and uh, Andre Smith back in the day. So they're they're really you yeah. know. Forming the pieces for Andy Dalton and Mixon. Yeah, I mean you got to protect Dalton. He got completely mauled last year, and Jonah Williams was the best tackle in the draft. Yeah. I mean, good spot, a smart pick. Yeah, for sure. Not Safe. the sexy pick, Safe but the smart pick. pick. Yeah. Right. Um, Twelve Packers go Rashawn Gary, uh, another Michigan dude. So first Devin Bush goes, and then Rashawn Gary goes. Um, didn't produce as much, you know, as. as his, if you were to obviously take a look at him and his skill, he didn't produce as much as his skill would suggest. But I guess you're drafting for potential here, um, and you know he size, length, speed, all of that good run, good in the run game, um, strong. This is all cliche shit, but it's the truth. So I like to pick. You know what the the Packers did here is you know they're going to score points. They have Aaron Rodgers and them boys, so it's more of like you know Mike Pettin, our old. The defensive coordinator is now the defensive coordinator with the Packers, and and I think what they're saying is, look, we're gonna build, you know, we're gonna draft a bunch of defense because we know the offense is gonna score. Now you guys, you know, you guys, you know, figure it out now. Like, I like it. They're putting the pressure on the defense now. Right. They also went out and signed Preston Smith. Yeah. So they're getting guys who are speedsters, like Rashawn Gary. Yeah. Is a fast moving guy who could probably play linebacker or put his hand in the ground. And yep. Come off the edge or DN. Um. So yeah, they're just building. I feel like their defense on speed. And then he gets to the quarterback as well. So yeah. I don't mind the pick. And they were injured as fuck right, last right. year. This is a classic uh, question of who do you prefer? Do you prefer the workout warrior type guy who has a great combine, who is athletically gifted, who has all the potential in the world? Or do you prefer the guy who had the college stats, right? Clellan Farrell, right? He doesn't grade out as the most athletic, the fastest, but he had the college production. He goes fourth overall. Rashawn Gary... He grades out as the perfect defensive end, but he didn't have the college production that we that we had that we expected in Michigan. And on top of that, he would disappear in big games. Yeah. So he drops to twelve. It's going to be interesting to see uh, as this goes on what works out. Is it the potential that's actually what you need to be measuring, or is it that college output? Yeah. And I think he's a, he's a perfect example of a guy just like that. Yeah. And they and we're going to talk about the safety they draft later on, but they're building the defense for sure. Yeah. Um, Thirteen Dolphins. Uh, they go Clemson defense, uh, defensive tackle Christian Wilkins, thirty um, first against the run last year, if I'm not mistaken. So uh, definitely a need, and and you know the Clemson defensive line, you know very well regarded. ESPN had him ranked seven overall, uh, and you get him, you know, at thirteen, which is you know good value, I guess. So. 
By the time you listen to this podcast, Josh Rosen might be the quarterback of the Miami Dolphins. I think that's why they skipped on this. Got it. Uh, on a quarterback here. Um, Christian Wilkins, did you see him almost like nah. jump over he Roger like, Goodell yesterday? going up, Raj. Yep. And Raj. He didn't give him enough time at all. Roger wasn't going up. He's like, all right. Roger was leaving the gut. Was Roger was meeting about his back if he left his. Yeah, game. Roger Goodell was like, my guy. I haven't done this in about about twenty years. Like, yeah. you're gonna have to give me a little more time than just one point <laughs> in the air. Yeah. But and then and then once he hugged Roger Goodell, he like punched him in the back a couple times. Like, got Roger Goodell's hair got messed up. Like, it was not. It was cool to see. But everyone says that this guy's a great character dude. Um, he's a great look. He went back to school to to get a championship when he could have got drafted. Um, I'm a fan. Uh, look, if you're if you're Miami, the culture change begins now, and it begins with high character guys. Yeah. And Brian Flores coming over from the Patriots. This is a Patriots type pick. So, um, let's see how it works out because right now the Dolphins might be my favorite candidate for 0 16. Nice. <laughs> Feels yeah, good. I was gonna say they had they had like Haskins on the board there if they wanted him, but I think at the end of the day, there's no market for Rosen right now. Right, you're the only team in the league probably that needs a quarterback, given what the Giants did and what the Redskins did. So maybe the price is really, really low now for Rosen. Now it's yeah, time to pounce. Yeah, that's a good point. Or, or you just go another year, like well, you go with Fitzpatrick, and like you said, be a terrible team. You have Tua, Herbert. You have those guys coming out from next from, year. So yeah. there's a lot more quarterbacks that are highly regarded next year. But if you want Rosen, you can have, probably have him there too. So I, I'm okay with the Christian Wilkins pick. Probably best player available. I think the Cardinals yeah. played. Yeah, yeah, yeah so. The Cardinals played themselves into the, a corner here with how they approached the Rosen trade because I think that they were holding on to Rosen right. and keeping Murray uh, a little bit of a secret because they wanted to trade him yesterday. And they thought that there was going to be a little bit of a rash at the top where people are trading up for quarterbacks. And instead of having four t- quarterbacks taken in the top ten like maybe they were anticipating, what you have instead is... Only three quarterbacks were taken. Drew Locke is still available on day two. And all of a sudden, there's only one team that needs a quarterback now. If you're not counting the Broncos who traded back. Yeah. Right? So now there's one team that needs a quarterback. One. And I wouldn't be surprised if Drew Locke is a Cardinal by the end of the day. But that leaves Cardinal? you with... I mean, a uh, uh, Bronco. Got it. So that leaves you with Mar- Miami. Right? That leaves you with the only person left. And now Miami has leverage. Why give up that second-round pick? And if you're not getting a second-round pick from Miami, then who are you looking at then as a trade partner? You're looking at a, a team like New England, a team like San Diego, and they're not playing. They're not going to pay you big draft price for a backup quarterback. Yeah. They're going to give you a third, fourth round pick. So I think the Cardinals have kind of painted themselves in the corner here and really mismanaged the way that they handled this because there's no way Josh Rosen is going to go into next year's camp without making a stink if he's the backup. Yeah. He's a young kid. He needs reps. It's going to be interesting. Being the backup to Tom Brady is a different thing than being the backup to Kyler Murray, who right. at one point was backing up Rosen in All-Star games. So it was, you know, it's 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 weird. It's a, it's a really bad job by the Cardinals front office not to get rid of Rosen already. Yeah. Horrible job. Uh with the with the 14th pick, the Falcons go Chris Lindstrom, Boston College offensive guard. What I, uh, what I love about him is the fact that super versatile. We we're talking about the offensive tackle, Jonah Williams before. He's a guard, but he's played rat, right tackle before. He's played in. He played right guard. He could play left guard. So super versatile. You know, I, I'm a fan of that. Uh, Matt Ryan got sacked, I think, 42 times last year, second most of his career. Um, and they've had, I think, six different players rotate at guard last year. So, um, you know, should be stable. Plug him in, and he'll be there for like you know seven, ten years, whatever the case is. Yeah, guard this high is a little head scratcher. Usually, it's like tackle or or you'll wait. 
But, I mean, if you feel there's a need, I mean, why not? Yeah. They're trying to get younger, I guess, along the line. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm okay with it. Also, nice BC tied him, Matt Ryan. I'm saying the BC Connect. Good, uh, good point. Hmm, speaking of Matt Ryan, Matt Ryan is actually the last quarterback to get drafted um, in the top six. Uh, before Daniel Jones, I had a career uh, throwing percentage of under 60%. Got it. And one of the things that we know about the Falcons this year is that the Falcons are going to play 13 games in a dome. 13. One, three. And look, if you guys have been listening to this podcast for a long time, you know that I'm probably the number one hater of the Falcons. I'm going to this year high on the Falcons. I wouldn't say you're a Falcons hater. I'd say you're a Matt Ryan hater. Yes. I'm, I, just, I don't like the way that they run their organization. I think that they build themselves to be only viable in a dome. Luckily, they have 13 dome games, and they have one game in bad weather, and it's in San Francisco in December, which is not the worst weather. It could be worse. All right? It yeah. could be worse. Could be in right? the Northeast. Somewhere. Right. It could be in the Northeast. It could be in the in the Northwest, like in Seattle. True that. You know, like like somewhere bad. And even though that's that's kind of the Northwest already, but, it's, but still, that's their one game where the elements are going to be a little challenging. So what do you do? Not only do they draft one offensive guard uh, uh, lineman, they draft two offensive linemen. They trade back into the first round to get another offensive lineman. And now you have two offensive linemen to protect Matt Ryan, keep him upright for as long as possible because that extra second and a half is going to help Matt Ryan because he's not the most accurate quarterback in the world still. When he has time, though, and when he's in a situation that he likes to be in, he is he he's great. We saw him. He's the NFL MVP when he's in his right situation. I love what the Falcons are doing right now, and that is something that you would never hear me say. I love what the Falcons are doing right he's now. He's turned over a new leaf. I love it. <laughs> uh, 15, Redskins, Dwayne Haskins, Ohio State quarterback. Great in a pocket. He played against great competition. He produces at a high level. Tons of stats. I don't know. I I didn't. I wasn't like opposed to him going to the like. I feel like tons of Giant fans like didn't want Haskins. I feel like t you know tons of guys didn't want him going in the top ten. But everything I saw from Haskins was great. He seemed like a really good high character guy. Like when he was on. And this is gonna sound stupid, but when he was on TV doing all these interviews on ESPN, first take, uh, get up. When he's doing all these shows, he's breaking down film. He seems like he's really smart. You, you know, he he's really great. You know, just like a communicator. Just seems like a, like a, like a really good kid. And and obviously he has the talent. So. I'm big on him, and what I love about this pick is um, the quarterback room is so important, right? Um, you have a rookie quarterback going into a room with Alex Smith and Case Keenum. Like, you know, obviously there may not be that much competition, but just to kind of be in that room with those veterans, it, I think it means a lot, and there's not going to be that much pressure early on. So I'm a huge fan of the pick. I like it. Uh, I could not agree with you more about Alex Smith. And Alex Smith, more than Case Keenum, Alex Smith – will not be available to play. So his complete that job next year will be kind of like mentor, mentor, um, be right by Dwayne Haskins side, teach him everything, you know, which is a great guy because there's, there's no person who could do more with less than Alex Smith. Yeah. And Haskins from what it looks like has the more part, right? He, he has a very Ben Roethlisberger, -y, um, uh, like profile as yeah. he comes into the league. You got to love a guy with a with a chip on his shoulder as well. Yeah. When the Giants draft pick came in, he chuckled. He was looking at his phone like the, the regular millennial way where where um, if you don't want to look up, you look down at your phone. You don't want anyone to know what you're really thinking. You act like you're scrolling through it. Like you're not scrolling through Instagram, dog. We, like, we know what you're doing. But he laughs. Like he could tell he's – and then he has to wait nine more picks mm -hmm. <laughs> before his name is called. And now he gets to face him twice. A kid from New Jersey who grew up rooting for the Giants – Gets to face the Giants now twice who passed him in the draft. While the Giants get Eli Manning's clone 
Um, ugh. Yeah. Rough. One thing. So he's from Jersey, right? But I think he grew up in Maryland. Yeah, yeah. He was born in Jersey. Played high school born right? in Maryland. So, but Giants fan, though. Giants yeah, fan. for sure. But I'm just saying he's, you know, kind of going home, if you want to call it that. Right. So. Okay. Can I just say one thing before we move on? Yeah. The fact that I still have to say the word Redskins is fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Get your, sh- get your shit together. They got to change Washington franchise. Yeah. The fact that I have to say the words Redskins is fucking disgusting. Well, I call them the Washington racial slurs, so... Yeah, I mean it's it's fucking disgusting not to say it out loud. Yeah. I, and I said, I said Redskins so many times, and I'm embarrassed for myself. Yeah, it's it's disgusting. Yeah. Uh, Sixteen Carolina Panthers go Florida State outside linebacker Brian Burns, um, super productive, um, great burst off the line. Um, Carolina was 27th in sacks last year. Um, Julius Peppers retires. Addison's in a contract year. They signed Bruce Irving to a one year deal. Uh, Good value here, I guess, for the Panthers. Yeah, I like Brian Burns. I watched him a ton at the ACC because I watched Syracuse play. And nice. He just sticks out because he's so tall and like, but he's very lean for six five two fifty. Yeah, that's yeah. super lean for a guy coming off the edge or a D end, if you want to put it wherever he is. Where you put him? Yeah. For his slenderness, he makes up in quickness, and he's just a trouble. Like you said, his burst off the line is kind of ridiculous. Yeah. So he gets by guys from the snap, right? So. I like the pick. They were also a bad pass rushing team last year, the Carolina Panthers. So yeah. he should help in that department, in the sacks department. Um, so, yeah, I mean, not a bad pick. I, li- I liked him. I think he needs some development, though, because I really see only his speed. Raw, raw guy. Right, right, right. Yeah. So I only see his speed as his big plus right now. And when you get to the pros, speed doesn't work as good as yeah, it did in college. Yeah, everyone's fast. Exactly. So yeah, he needs some work, but I like I think they'll like the initial returns. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, good pick. I- I'm a little surprised they didn't go offensive line. Um, they got rid of the Khalil brothers, and they, um, you know, Cam Newton got completely mauled last year um, to the point where he got hurt, and now you're coming in with a hurt Cam Newton. I'm surprised they didn't go O-line here because we're about to see a run of offensive linemen come up the board. Yeah. Uh, Giants go 17. Uh, Clemson defensive tackle Dexter Lawrence. Uh, big boy. Uh, pretty quick. Um they trade Damon Harrison to the Lions last year, right? So, so this is the Odell trade. Yeah, as well. well in the bush. And they finished 20th in rushing yards allowed per game last year. Uh, good fit at the interior 3-4. So it's a good fit. Um, and he's probably, you know, he'll probably start day one. So it's uh, This is probably the anti-Odell Beckham with the Odell Beckham pick. He's a big interior lineman um, who went back to college to win a national championship, even though he had a first-round grade last year, um, shows you how much he values winning. Shows you how much he values um, being one of the guys uh, that are is a really core piece of an organization. And uh, I think the Giants did a good job here. Um, he's a good defensive tackle, so I like it. Not a sexy pick in any way, shape. Or I'm part. not the biggest fan. They of already that. went. They already went sexy. They went fucking. They went full blown naked. Uh, whether it was a good naked or a bad naked, we don't know yet. But they they showed us their dicks, that's yeah. for sure, with yeah. Daniel Jones. Yeah, I'm just not the biggest fan of it. I mean, in the league where passing is becoming more prevalent, you go with a guy who can't really brush the passer. So yeah. it's whatever. On it's, a great defensive see, line, too. It's not one of the better picks. See, that's what I'm. That's made. why I, I didn't like the Jets pick of Quinn and Williams because, yeah, he can get to the pass rusher every once in a while, but the Jets are going to have the best front seven against the run in a league that doesn't run anymore. No, nah, but Quinnen can get after the quarterback as yeah. well. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, Garrett Bradbury goes 18 to the Vikings. He won the Remington Trophy uh, best center in college football last year. Um, 
He's quick, really agile, a uh, good pass blocker. Um, you know, they need to improve that run game too because they were thirtieth in the thirtieth uh, in rushing yards per game last year. Um, they could have, you know, maybe went guard here, but you know, you know, let, they, I'm not mad at the pick. They got the nation's best center. Uh, also, also has played guard in his career. Right. So yeah, he yeah, could move he, over he could probably guard. move over if he needs to. So I like to pick, like, like you said, they had no running holes last year. That's why they were throwing the ball so much. Um, and then they became very one-dimensional. So I like the fact that you know it, it was you know in addition to a need, they got a really good player. So all the Vikings' problems last year could be traced back to their offensive line. So they had to do something to address it. Yeah, yeah, and you do it up the middle. So that's where you want to keep pressure. Yeah, away from. Um, interesting pick, Jeffrey Simmons, defensive tackle, goes 19 to the Titans. The whole, you know where the draft is being held. Um, this was the kid with the off the field uh, issue with the with the video of him. You, you seen know. it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, it, it's crazy how, like, if you were watching the draft last night on ESPN, they're kind of trying to, like, justify what he did. I agree with them. What, what, justifying it? Yeah. It, like, yeah, I don't, I, I don't, I don't know. I, he was probably one of the most talented players in the draft, they say. And he, you know, he went to Mississippi State. He probably would have went to another school if that never happened. It happened in high school. That, that, that incident um, happened in high school. So who knows where he would have even went if that wasn't the case, right? Goes to Mississippi State. Um, you know, he hurt himself as well. He actually may get redshirted because he tore his ACL. So this may be a redshirt situation, but tons of talent, um, you know, and, and but he tore his ACL in February, so it's probably going to be a redshirt, 6'4", 305. Um, you know, if he, didn't get, if he didn't get hurt and if he didn't have that off-the-field incident, who knows how high he would have went. So I, For me, like this... I think the Titans get a steal here. Now he may he just had surgery, so he may miss a lot. But if the talent, what they think he is, is for real, and the only thing that is against him is that he once punched a girl who was beating up his sister when he was in high school. Um, I don't want to sound insensitive because the Tyreek Hill situation and how he beats up his kid and and Ray Rice that that yeah Ray all this stuff like all totally different predicaments by the way Kareem Hunt like I don't want to be insensitive I was raised where you should never hit a woman and I believe that you should never hit a woman um in that certain situation that woman was beating the shit out of his sister and he and he tore her off of her and then all right he did get a couple of cheap shots in there but you know that's a high school kid you're talking about like yeah. he's 16 7 years old 17 years old when these happening and his entire co- he's never gotten in any trouble besides that, and his entire college career has been a model citizen, and he's been a dominant beast. Yeah. Sign me up for that guy. Like, yeah, all right. And he he got in trouble for protecting his sister. Right. I'm okay with family's it. honor. You know, yeah. I'm okay with it. Like, it, as much as I'm not okay with hitting women, I'm okay with this particular instance. Yeah. I mean, he could have just like pulled her off her though. Not. Let me rephrase that before I I get like my my whole life is ruined. I'm not okay with him doing it. I understand it, and I, I I I accept it, and I move on. And one thing that was the kind of the theme last night is just like everyone around the league, around college football, says nothing but great things about the kid yeah. ever since that happened. So, you know, he's kind of you know done right ever since that happened. So, you know, everyone deserves a second chance without a doubt. So, you know, let's you know let's just leave it at that. Um, Broncos, you know, with the trade from Pittsburgh, take Noah Font, uh, another tight end from Iowa, which is kind of crazy. The fact that two tight ends went in the first round from the same team. First time ever. Uh, they're calling him essentially a bulked up slot receiver, uh, which, you know, translate well, translates well to the NFL. Um, 
really, really good hands, uh, you know, good body control, and, you know, I like the fit for the Broncos. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, they took um, – they had a proto favorite, I feel like. Jeff Hyreman, who's mentioned a lot in your shows as a plug-and-play, but Jeff Hyreman, Jake Butt, like, they've been taking Titans and drafts searching for one uh, – just searching for one and now they've i guess they've had enough and they want a, a sure bona fide one and when you use their first round talent he's got to be that so I, I think noel fon can be that guy and like you said he's more of an athletic tight end he's mm-hmm. not the same as his teammate um yeah hawkinson hawkinson yeah earlier who could play all three downs right so he's more of a pass catching guy so i like the fit um it takes some pressure. When you have Joe Flacco, you need a tight end, I feel like. Yeah. I was going to say, like, like he's going to be his probably his favorite weapon. Safety blanket. Yeah. We could we could talk about whether or not thinking Joe Flacco's the guy is the right thing to think. That doesn't matter right now. They yeah. think Joe Flacco's the guy. And when you have Joe Flacco one in your offense, you need a tight end. Yeah. Now, speaking of Brodo, cheap plug, BrodoFantasy.com, uh, we, we are big on the do not – count on a rookie tight end train because no literally no rookie tight ends have been good ever um so it's going to be interesting to see because joe flacco is a long-term as a short-term solution Noah fant is a long-term prospect it's going to be interesting to see whether or not he actually does develop into flacco's guy or if he's the next guy's guy yeah takes pressure off the two wide receivers on the outside maybe drew Locke's guy yeah. the young youngins outside youngins on a, the it's outside a young, it's a young like, um, receiving core yeah so you know add, add to that I can't wait to see where Drew Locke goes tonight. We're 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 the draft is going to start in about about twenty four minutes to where we're we're talking right now. So we'll get this to you as quick as we can. But the second round will probably be done by the time you hear this. Uh, Packers continue to build a defense. Darnell Savage Jr. Maryland safety. Great name. Um, for sure. Sav- yeah, for sure. Savage season, all that. Um, Tremont Williams may go back to corner, which is interesting. And Green Bay, like I said from the beginning, they're building that defense. They're going to basically say, we're good on offense, guys. We're going to give you as much as we possibly can, whether it's through the draft, whether it's through free agency, because they know that we're good. They got Aaron Rodgers. We're not worried. Let's fix the defense, and let's and let's turn that around. So I like to pick. Um, they say he's a little below average uh, in size, what I mean by that. Um, so below, you know, you know, small, but uh, really good against the, uh, the pass, obviously. Really good ball hawk, they say. So... You know, good cover skills, um, and you know you have to play the Bears, right? And yeah. so, and you have to play what the Lions too. Yeah, he has ball instincts, and replacing Ephthemi's boy, haha, Clinton Dix. Yeah, who they traded away to Washington. Who, so. by the way, I have not properly flexed about the fact that he got a one-year, three-point-five million-dollar deal when all these sages were getting money, acting like you guys, acting like he's a fucking pro bowler and he's the best no, player ever. No, you said ever. he was a bust. Yeah, yeah, he is. You know what? I'm, I'm, I'm with it again. Second-round pick who has turned out to be what he is, which is a player with massive holes that in an offseason where safeties were getting contracted at the, at the Wild Zoo, he gets a one-year, $3.5 million deal. Fuck out of here. That is a bust. I don't give a shit. And you guys gave me so much so much heat for that. And do you, know, you know who agrees with me? NFL, NFL GMs. GMs. That's who agrees with me. So I'm good. Uh, yeah. Woo! Just saying. He was you guys gave one. me so much bullshit for that, even off the air. They also signed That's Adrian Amos in free agency. Yeah, it's a nice pickup. Nice pair. Yeah, yeah. Um, I so. mean, HaHa Clinton Dix is on the Bears. Nice. Oh, he's he's the Adrian Amos replacement. Revenge. Yeah. Um, and they draft. Oh, but the Packers grabbed Amos. Right. Yeah. The Packers grabbed Amos. Right. Right. So Mike Pettins has some new he, weapons. Young, here. We talked toys. about earlier. They signed uh, Preston Smith too. So and a lot of yeah. and they brought in McGarry. 
Yeah, so and they drafted Jair Alexander last year. Right, who's a top cornerback. So and, uh, they're yeah, building this defense. Yeah, that's so what Mike Patton needs to do something. That's that's exactly with what that it is. Defense. Um Eagles go offensive tackle Andre Dillard. Um he won a first team all pack twelve, so you know, fairly decorated. Um, you know, Jason Peters is injured. Um he plays back yeah. Old as hell. He's thirty seven, I think. Yeah. Back on a one year deal. Um so you get the heir apparent to Peters, and also you got to keep your boy Carson Wentz, who they're going to pay eventually, you know, upright. This guy's right. been injury prone, so you know, let's let's solidify that offensive line too. The Eagles traded for this pick, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. Yep, they uh, traded up to get him. Uh, they sniped Balt. They took. They traded with Baltimore. They they sniped the shit out of the Texans. Yes, who were locked and loaded on Dillard from all the reports. Got it. Um, that's the best left tackle in the draft from a lot of people's reports. Jonah Williams is a, was a late riser, so. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, the Eagles being smart and planning for the future, they know that they need a left tackle. And now that Jason Peters is probably in his last year in the league, not only with the Eagles, you have yourself a situation where Jason Peters can kind of nurse him, um, until he's ready. And then you have a probably the most talented tackle taking over right after. Yeah, I agree. I'm all for this pick. You build the line. You yep. have an aging line, so why not get younger and get one of the better guys? Yeah. Another offensive tackle goes next, 23, uh, Titus Howard, Alabama State. This is the one from Alabama yeah. State. Yeah, I got um, confused. Look, Houston allowed 116 sacks. That's 12 more than any other team over the past two seasons. They signed Khalil Mack, but he missed all of last year. So, uh, you know. not signed Khalil Mack. No, Mack Khalil, my bad. All right, I yeah. said Khalil Mack. Even Mack Khalil, Mack though, Khalil like, man, nah, he, he's no good. Yeah. Um, 6'5", 322, small school Alabama State, but. Yeah, I'm not going to sit here and pretend I watch much of swag, I don't know swag anything. football. Yep. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, you need to keep your prize position upright. He runs a lot. Yep. So I'm sure that Titus Howard is going to be a work in progress. Uh, like we say, he's coming from a smaller school. So yeah. we'll see if he's ready to go from day one. But I, li- I mean, I just like, I like the, f- the idea and the intent behind the Just pick. take the offensive line. I mean, you're best available. You're giving up sacks line. left and right over the past two seasons. I feel like they're ready to get Dillard, and then they panicked and got the next best left tackle on the board. Yeah. Um, all right, uh, Raiders from the Bears, 24, Josh Jacobs, running back, Alabama. Perfect um, fit, perfect, yeah. perfect fit. Complete back, they say, and he didn't really play that much in Alabama, which is interesting. Um, the Raiders ranked 25th in rushing yards per game last season. Marshawn Lynch retires. Your, t- your top yeah. running back is Isaiah Crowell. Yeah, and they had Doug Martin last year. Like They had to have the oldest backfield in the history of football last well, year. Well, being taken to the record books by the Buffalo Bills this year, who got LaShawn McCoy yes, and, and Frank, Frank Gore. Gore. That's true. <laughs> Three down back. Uh, great, uh, uh, good hands, good blocker, and he can run the ball too. Do you know what? Do you know what sticks out about him? He could catch the ball over a shoulder, each shoulder. Um, nice. If you watch, if you watch him play, uh, I, I studied him real hard for my Brodo uh, episode that just dropped. This is my third Brodo reference. Um, that's too many. Um, so. I, I studied him a lot, and he has a lot of the same – he has a lot of those like, those traits that come in a every down back. On top of that, he's the right size, he's the right weight, and he has the right work ethic. This this dude, he used to live in a car. Um, he doesn't he, – he's been on the record of saying, football is not fun for me. Football is a means to an end. Football is a business. And when you have guys like that, you know it's no funny business. I'm trying to get that guy on my team. So, That's how um, Curtis Martin was. It fixes you – know, it, it fills a need – it's good value. It's the best player at that position in the draft, and it's a high character guy. Home run pick at number twenty four. Yeah, 
Yeah. Smaller on the smaller side of things, only five ten, yeah. two twenty. So we'll see how he holds up. And one of the Khalil Mack picks, the first one. Yeah, so he better. He's got yes. some pressure. Yeah. Always be tied to that. Yes. Uh, with the twenty fifth pick, the Ravens go Marquise Hollywood Brown. Hollywood. Interesting because. Um, well, hold on. First, I love the pick because no one's gonna go there in free agency. No yes. one wants to sign there because they know that you know the quarterbacks are limited. And so I love the fact that you know what you just draft one, because you're gonna struggle to you're gonna look you can throw you know you can throw a big bag of money at a wide receiver and he'll come, but you're not gonna have a guy go there because he genuinely wants to go there because at the end of the day they you know what offense they're gonna run and you know how limited the quarterback is so I like the fact that you draft a wide receiver and you say fuck it, I it makes sense in that uh, in that two things that I'm a little concerned about the list Frank injury is one two yes. It's yeah. hard to come back from because that's where all your body weight gets loaded on when yep. you when you run. Um, hundred and sixty eight pounds is something that you definitely have to be concerned about. Dude's fast as fuck. Dude yeah. can break tackles. He's like uh, another Tyree Kill. The question is going to be: Can Lamar Jackson get on the ball? Lamar Jackson once upon a time threw a really, really, really nice deep ball in college. Can he shake it? Uh, whatever he had last year in terms of throwing, yeah. can he come into the league this year and throw? Um, he's going to have a weapon now, so it, it's just. John Brown last year is basically in that same vein of Hollywood Brown. He didn't yet. So I, I just want to see how much his rookie year is going to depend on Lamar Jackson's progression. And look, Baltimore wide receivers or pass catchers in general only combined for 10 receptions of 30-plus yards. So not, many, not, not, not a ton of big plays um, from the Ravens pass catchers. So they do need a vertical threat. They do need a, a, just, a, just a, a playmaker in general. Um, and now look, John Brown's departing. So, you know, yeah, uh, you get the biggest playmaker in the draft. Yeah. So, uh, when you need help for your quarterback yeah, and you can grab it, um, uh, this late in the first round, whereas he was supposed to go rated to go higher. Yeah. They know, have him ranked 11th on ESPN. Right. Right. So. so it's a good pick. I like it. Yeah. Like I said, the only concern is the Liz Frank injury possibly, you know, obviously a foot issue, something you don't want for a wide receiver who def- depends on his speed, speed and quickness, cuts. Yeah. Right. And quickness. So. Not the most ideal situation, but the most ideal pick for your young quarterback. And what they need. Right. Um, the Redskins go defensive end. Montez back in. Back, back in, in the first round of yeah. trade, yep. Montez Sweat, who was arguably a top 15 talent, everyone said. And then there was the... There was the issue with his heart or something like that. Yep. Supposedly his heart was too big. or But then reports were that the medical exam was wrong and it's, he's fine. But people were worried anyway. That's why he fell so far. Right. So, he also had those off-the-field issues at Michigan State where he got like kicked out in a sense. Got he it. got suspended and then he got, and got dismissed and then wound up at Mississippi State. So he has a lot of baggage, health issues, and you know concerns about his character, I guess. Mm-hmm. If you're going to take a chance on a guy here... The 26th pick is 100%. Talent-wise, yeah. he's a top-10 pick. And he compliments Ryan Kerrigan very well on right. the outside. It's a nice pick to yeah. get after the quarterback for the Skins defense. Interesting, because those are the guys that the Giants were kind of... Everyone was talking about the Giants being on. Uh, is Haskins and Sweat, and now they're both Redskins. So, uh, interesting to see. Let's yeah. see if Mr. Gruden could take care of him. Yeah. Uh, with the 27th pick from Dallas. The Amari Cooper trade. Yeah. The Raiders go Jonathan Abram. Um, hard-hitting safety, Mississippi State. Um, good size, good speed. Um, you know he can match up with tight ends, things like that. Uh, I like to pick. Probably a high character guy, right, Tim? I mean, that's what they're saying. And look, 
the like if the you can tackles. if you can ca- <laughs> if you can characterize uh the Raiders defense last year it would be soft like yeah. they were super soft so if you can get a guy who can set a tone mm-hmm. um I like it Gruden grinder um, right right he's a guy who sets the tone so uh that's what they're doing they're going for they said it out loud they're going for tone setters here yeah uh so there you go how many times as Jet fans we're all now in the room now that Joe left have we said, yo, that could be the guy that could guard Gronk? That could be he made Darren Lee. That could be the guy that could guard Gronk. Jamal Adams, ooh, maybe that could be the guy that could guard Gronk. How about the guy that could guard Travis Kelsey? This mm. could be the guy they're looking for. We'll call yeah. Joseph Moore, you know, back in the ball hawk role. Yeah. And, you know, you creep Abram up into the box, but they need in the division where now another tight end, Font just got drafted by the Broncos. You know, they need some. Yeah. Who can cover the tight end. And let's face it, the Raiders probably one of the worst rosters in football, so – I don't think any pick could really be a bad pick for them. So it's it's it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, twenty eight. Chargers go Jerry Tillery, Notre Dame defensive tackle. I say the Chargers also have Hunter Henry too. Now that we're on the Chargers, <laughs> yeah. So everyone's a tight end that division. Yeah. Um. Brandon Mabane's thirty four. Um. He fits Gus Bradley's scheme very very well. Um. They're saying that the production doesn't equal the skill set. This is another one of those guys that. You know, you look at him on you look at him on tape, and you watch him in person. You're like, how is this guy not producing a little bit more than he should? And so you put him in a Gus Bradley defense. Who you know, for those of you who don't know, he pretty much was a Seattle guy. Then he helped build the Jaguars, and now he's over here in in LA with the Chargers. So a well regarded and well respected defense mind. I like the fit, and I like the player. Six seven two ninety five out of Notre Dame. Um, you know, solid. Yeah, he's coming off the middle at you. So yeah, big guy to stop. I I like the pick. Yeah. Fits a need. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Most importantly, um, Seahawks. L. J. Collier, six two two eighty three TCU defensive end. This one um, also is like a little bit desperate in my opinion. I feel like they're just they were just reaching for the best defensive end in order to make up for Frank Clark. I was gonna say yeah, you need to kind of traded Frank Clark a few days ago. It's the Frank Clark replacement. Maybe not a first round talent, but. It, like Tim said, you're just a little desperate here. Yeah, you need a move to make. Seahawks allowed 4.95, pretty much five yards per rush last season, which ranked 30th in the NFL and most in franchise history. So, good running defender, and he should step into a starting role. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. I don't know if Kyle is necessarily going to help that out too much. I think he's more off the edge. Could be used more off the edge. So, like I said, I think it's more of a Frank Clark issue more than it is a run stopping issue. Right, you know? right. Uh, Giants trade back in. With the Seahawks, yeah. who had back-to-back picks. Uh, DeAndre Baker, Georgia, corner. Um, this was interesting just because you still had Greedy Williams on the board, and then you had there was another a corner on the board as well. Um, Here's the difference between Greedy Williams and Baker. Baker will tackle. Greedy Williams is not willing to tackle. Yeah. My favorite corner coming out of this was DeAndre Baker. Nice. Um, and the reason why is because... First of all, he has all the tools you need. And people can say that he's not fast, but he plays fast. Got it. When you watch him play, like he plays fast. Yes, his, his 40 was a little slow. He's also super confident. And you need that guy at cornerback that will literally think that, he's, that no one could catch the ball on him even when someone catches the ball on him. Yeah. Like you need a guy with a short memory. You need a guy who, who will be able to chop it up with the biggest and baddest in your division. And... Uh, I, I love the pick. I think that it's an, another really good pick. I think that three picks in the top in the top uh, 30 picks in the draft for the Giants, who are clearly in a rebuild, look, you could say what you want. Uh, they got rid of a wide receiver. 
um, brought in a defensive tackle, a cornerback, and a and a quarterback. Uh, so the core Impor- important position, right? Core. Yeah. I wouldn't say defensive tackle a little bit less important, but a core of a football team there, building from inside out. You're getting so. Um, I mean, good job by Gettleman in this sense, and I'm not going to say that too often. Yeah. It's a bit of a head-scratcher for me. I don't think it's the best of jobs. It's a great talent to have, especially you could be Janoris Jenkins' successor, whose kind of, plays kind of slipped over the last couple of years. 30 now. Right, right. So in that sense, I like the pick, but when you come out and talk about cancers and OBJ, like you grab this guy, DeAndre Baker, who is probably one of the most egotistical people you'll encounter. I feel like in the draft, like you said, he's very full of himself. It could be confidence or it could be ego. You know, it depends which way you interpret it. But for him to let like a guy like OBJ go and then come out with his cancer comments, I found it kind of weird that they were they so eager him. to trade up to grab DeAndre yeah. Baker. But the talent is there, obviously, and he's probably maybe the best cornerback in the draft. Well, he so he won the Jim Thorpe Award, which is um, best defensive back. Right. So, you know, regarded walks in that to walk, talks to talk. Uh. Almost done with the first round. Caleb McGarry, 6'7", 317 out of Washington. Offensive tackle. Um, good run blocker. Um, run blocker? Run, run blocker. Is he a one? What about a run whiter? Stop being racist. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you mentioned it. Protecting Matt Ryan. Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, we talked That's, about this yeah, before. Two yeah. O-linemen picks yeah. for, the, for the Falcons in the first round. Kind of really didn't see that coming, but... Yeah. Yeah, going two, younger. Two in the first round. Doing the right idea. Um, and then last but not least, I love the pick. Straight Nik- up Patriots. Nikhil Harry, wide receiver, Arizona State. Um, I I was so wrong. I thought he was a smaller dude. He's 6'2", 230. Big guy. I, th- I, I was so wrong. This was me. I think I was talking to boss about this guy. I was like, yeah, doesn't Arizona State have that really good wide receiver? He's mad tiny. The camera must have just been far away. <laughs> Six two um, two thirty, and contested catches is where he yeah. succeeds, and that's where uh, Tom Brady will feed him. They need a red zone guy. I think that they're looking for a red zone guy now that Rob Gronkowski's out. Um, Chris Hogan's gone. He signs with Carolina. Cordero Patterson signs with Chicago. Josh Gordon suspended. We all, you know, during throughout the playoffs last year and, and towards the end of the regular season, we were talking about who are they going to throw the ball to. Right. So. They bring in Demarius, who's probably going to be out a prolonged time. And, and on top of that, like this kid is basically Demarius Thomas Jr. If he has all the same measurables and he looks a little bit like DT when he plays, so I think that it's a great move by the Patriots. Like you can't, the Patriots in the most unpatriots fashion in the last two first rounds have taken a running back and a wide receiver, receiver in the first round. Yeah. So it's 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 kind of crazy how like everyone always says one thing like you shouldn't take these skill positions in the first round you should wait you should wait you should wait and then of course they when do. everyone zigs the patriots zag yeah. and uh, they end up winning i mean maybe look the logic is back in the day tom brady you know didn't necessarily need the the you know the best skill players because he was just so talented and he can kind of take over a game and now as he gets a little bit older he's not as sharp he's not as accurate he's not as you know quick and now he needs some skill players to kind of take the pressure off of him. You know, right. like he's won Super Bowls with Deion Branch and, and 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 wide receivers like that with a bunch of no names. And now maybe the logic is, you know, let's get some skill guys to help Tom Brady. You know, in the in, in the latter part of his career. Yeah, definitely a need. I'm not sure how good he will be. I think separation is an issue in like route running. Yeah. So you say contested catches, but is it because he puts himself in these situations where he can't get separation? Granted, he is a great uh, receiver and has the build to make contested yeah. catches. So. He'll probably shine in that department, but we'll, I think the jury is still out. F- still out on, on Nikhil Harry. Um, first team All Pac-12 sophomore and junior seasons, so well well decorated as well. All right, and we're gonna close the show. Yeah, I mean that was wild. That was awesome. 
Uh, before we go, anything you're looking, you guys are looking forward to in the second round tonight? I got two things that I want to I want to say. Curious to see where Greedy Williams goes. Who I feel like a few weeks ago, or even a, over a little bit over a month ago, was a top fifteen pick, and he fell out of the first round. So I'm interested to see where Greedy Williams goes. I'm interested to see where Drew Locke goes for sure. I, I'm a big fan of Drew Locke. I think the fact that he was in Missouri. Um, kind of hindered him a bit. He could have went anywhere in the country. He chose Missouri, and he was an underdog in every single big game he's ever played. Yeah. Still brought his team wins. Um, I like to see that. Also, David Montgomery, um, one of the better running backs in the draft, in my opinion. And I think that he he's like he could be a complete back. Um, doesn't stand out the way uh, uh, Joshua does in terms of uh, his speed and his quick. But he does everything correctly, and I think a guy like that. On the Bucks mm-hmm. would be a perfect fit, so I'm expecting the Bucks to take a running back in this day two. And then also Ryan Finley, NC State quarterback, still on the board. Jared um, Stidham's up there too. I love Jared Stidham too, man. I think that he's he if he gets picked by the Patriots, I'm gonna be really sad. I love I've been him. saying this for I said it on Brodo. I said it on the on the if he gets picked by the live. Oh, by the way, everyone, thank you for joining the live stream yesterday. For those who did, yep. I said on the, if he gets if Jared Jared Stidham gets picked by the Patriots. Fuck. Yeah. If you're a long-time listener, you know how I feel about Jared Stidham. I just picked him for my Heisman. I picked the Auburn to go to the Final Four because of him. Never worked out, but uh, I do love me some Jared Stidham. And then, and then workout king, DK Metcalf, uh, Ole Miss wide receiver, you know, shirt-off legend. We'll see where he goes yeah, as well. Him and Arcego Whiteside, I like. I like Arcego Whiteside. It's a nice, like, kind of like Dante Pettis yeah. last year coming in, like a slot guy. Paris Campbell. All special teams. Yeah, Another so. guy like that. So there's there's some guys out there to be had that can contribute from day one. For sure, for sure. It's yeah. going to be interesting. All right. That's all we have for this week's episode of the NFL Show. Tim, where can they find you? At Tim Patrop on all social media outlets, but only if you're feeling real, real, real frisky. BrotoFantasy.com and at BrotoFantasy on all social media outlets for everything fantasy football. Next week, we are going to be breaking down every single fantasy viable rookie. Holla. At Individual27 on Twitter and the gram. Even the ones in the seventh round. That's dope. Even the ones undrafted. We're out here. They need love, too. Uh, if you want to reach me, IMPY718. You already know Twitter and Instagram. Follow the show at Veterans Minimum on Instagram and Twitter. And with that, we'll see you next week. Let's do it This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.